With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Comic Chaos. I'm Fred Lefevre, and along with Jim Beard, every week we take a look at what's going on in the Marvel Universe, DC Comics, movies, television, pulp fiction, and anything else that grabs our attention during the week. Thanks for joining us. You can follow along on iHeartRadio. This is Comic Chaos. All right, we're back in studio. I think we missed a week somewhere along in there. Uh, due the lost to, uh, week. Yeah, due to unforeseen circumstances, and uh, so we may have a lot to catch up on. Although, I have to admit, I don't remember seeing a whole lot other than a new trailer mm-hmm. um, coming out of any of the studios or anything. No, it's it's a little bit of a slow time right now, yeah. but you're right. All we had recently was the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania yeah. trailer. Um, Willow just finished last week. Is that the whole season, or yeah, are they taking like eight, a half season break? It was all eight break. episodes. No, okay. eight, eight episodes, but at the end there was a hint of a second season. Actually, oh. th- three. They're, they're hinting at three total seasons at, with the last shot. Okay, so it didn't it. end, end? No. I mean, would you, it, if there was never a two or a three, would you say, okay, I'm satisfied? Kind of, but actually, the, you know, I mean, there's something pretty big still hanging out there but they okay. finished what was going on you know at that point and uh you satisfied with yeah, it yeah because i know you had your ups and downs with that yeah you know it, it's literally one of those series that comes out strong literally falls down in the middle but they managed <laughs> to get back up and then deliver you know those last two episodes were fantastic yeah and uh, but the there was two or three there in the middle that were just like, what are they doing? Yeah, here? I remember you saying that they it leaned a little too hard on the humor. Yeah, definitely. And then it was almost I think you posted on Facebook something about it's almost like they were listening to us and <laughs> yeah. decided to tone back on the humor. Yeah, yeah, and to lighten up the darkness on the screen. And I don't mean yeah, figuratively. I, you I mean that, yeah. literally. Like there were there were fights in the dark that you couldn't see anything that was going on. Hmm. So they, yeah, it was almost as if they retooled it a bit. Whether or not that's true, or not. I noticed something, and I mentioned it to an, a writer friend of mine, is that every episode up until the l- second to last was written by a different person. Really? And I don't each I'm, episode, every single episode, one through wow. well, one through six, were, was it was a different writer every time. But that, that's pretty standard, from what I understand. I just personally, I don't understand well, how they can do that. I guess I never noticed it. Um, a lot the the bigger shows, longer shows, the ones that are on networks and things like that, they all have um, showrunners, yeah. which which they used to call those story editors. Mm-hmm. It, it was a person writing heard on all of the story, so that you get a consistency through it. But there, but there wasn't to me w- with Willow. And then it was so funny the second, the penultimate, second to last episode was written by three or four of the, like, it was literally three or four people's names, and they were all from the all writers that had already, writers. so they all wrote, oh. like, part of it or whatever, and then, interestingly enough, it was the it was a different director on the last two episodes, and, oh. and I don't know if that person brought it on home, you know, pulled mm-hmm. it back from the brink. But well, that's kind of interesting. I, I'm, I find it fascinating, because that, world is so different from the writing world publishing books and and novels and things right. like that and, and and comics where where it's and I had a, a a writer in the industry in in Hollywood and everything tell me that that was pretty standard it was rare to have especially like if there was a two-parter in the middle of a series mm-hmm. uh, he said that was rare to have the same person write both parts and I'm like well, how do you get consistency that way? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to have somebody 
over it who is really there and you know and locking it down. Mm. Uh, something like Mandalorian, even though you have uh, John Favreau is maybe not he's not directing every single episode or whatever. He right. he still wrote a bunch of them and he was right there making sure there was consistency like the over the whole thing of yeah. everything. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's good. Well, I'm good. So it, so you would recommend it. Because yeah. I've never seen the first one all the way through. I've never yeah. seen the movie. Yeah. So my recommendation so. is watch the movie, then right after that start the series. Realize that it wanders a bit in the mm. middle, but I think that they're gonna you're going to be very happy by the end of it. And you're going to be looking forward to a second season. They did this thing where every episode of Willow opens. It's a close-up of a book. Mm-hmm. And hands open up the book, and it looks like an old book. Okay. And it says like chapter whatever, and then it had the episode title. Got it. And it goes into it. So at the very end of the last episode, you see the book there, and the hands close the book, pick it up, go to a shelf, uh. and put it put it on the shelf. There's an open space there, and they put mm-hmm. it on the shelf, and you see right next to it, it says, oh, on the spine of the one they put away, it says volume one. Okay. And then it says volume two and volume three. <laughs> so so they that's what they want, obviously want to do. They sure. want to get three seasons out of this. Yeah. Really interesting stuff going on with the Val Kilmer character from the movie. He played a character oh, called Mad Mardigan. over. Well, he's, he's very much... His, he's talked about constantly uh, because it's his kids that the show is about. I was going to say because at this point, because it's so it's yeah. set in the future, Mad Mardigan would have been really, really yeah. old. But right? he's he's disappeared, and they find out oh. that he's supposedly still alive. And at one point, his daughter he he goes through some kind of magical doorway and is stuck behind it. Okay. But she hears his voice, and then she hears his voice again in the last episode. The funny oh. thing is is that it's like a, it's like young Mad Mardigan or young Val. It's, not, it's definitely not. It would have to be, yeah. It would have to be. I haven't looked it up yet, and I've been meaning to do this. I want to know who did the voice because it's – it's not Val Kilmer, although they made it kind of sound like Val Kilmer. Right. But it, it's like, did they, is it one of those things where, like um, in Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, when they had young Luke Skywalker, they, oh, they, yeah. t- yeah, they took, took snatches pieces, of it. Cobbled but everything this, together. there's way more than that. So it, it sounds like they got an actor to record the voice and maybe try to do. Yeah, he wasn't, it, you know, I don't recall his voice being all that. Distinct, distinct, right? Well, what I mean so is, it's still within the, the ballpark of being a, a younger Val Kilmer. But okay. it just is interesting because I think I heard that they really want to work with him to have him appear if they keep going with the show. Really? Well, that's the whole thing. Is is that the daughter wants to rescue her father now, and that's mm. the Val Kilmer character. Okay. So they totally set it up where he's still alive. He's just stuck in this place and he somehow can communicate with her uh to some extent and i mean that's you know to me that's the next maybe book or two will you know could be about trying to find him Hmm. but they're talking about him constantly they haven't set a date or anything like that no okay there's no word on like no 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 we all know that when we 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 want second seasons of all these shows that we like it's usually more than a year like lord of the rings is maybe supposed to or rings of power is supposed to be close to two years or something like that say i'll forget all about it i will have i know you will i'll have to watch the last episode (laughs) all over again before i start again you'll you'll have me to remind you yeah oh and i'm sure they'll do a recap but it's just it, yeah. it just isn't the same yeah so what about this uh shin ultra oh thing that you were I forgot raving about, about shin ultraman yeah. so this is, is that's, that in the movie theaters yeah it was it was in america or okay. north america for two days all right because i saw a lot of chatter on facebook about well it. if i understand this correctly it pulled the f- number five slot really? in ticket sales for that week or whatever. Where did this come from? I had never heard of it before. So, as, as I've talked about before, Ultraman is is a is a series of TV series from Japan, mm-hmm. started in 1966 and still running today. Um, they made a theatrical movie called Shin Ultraman, and in Japan, 
Shin Ken mean new. So it's okay. essentially called New Ultraman. All right. And what it is is it's like a reimagining for modern day, but it tells the story of the original 66 TV show. Okay. But with, you know, a huge budget and, you know, state-of-the-art special effects mm-hmm. and everything. But the look is the same. Some of the monsters were the same, except it's, really? it's no longer guys in suits. I was just going to say, The yeah. funny thing is, is that it's CGI, but they they don't change the, the them enough that it could still be a guy in a suit. You know, I mean, they, they kept oh, the get, same design saying, and yeah. everything. And it's the same with... Ultraman himself, he's just a little thinner and taller, kind mm-hmm. of. But um, it came out in Japan last year and became like the movie of the year in Japan. Like wow. it was like everybody went nuts over it because Ultraman's this legendary thing in right. in, um, in Japan. And so we all wondered if we were going to get it here in North America because of how many years ago. When you say we. Oh, the, Are all we the talking fans. Like all the less Ultraman. than twenty people. No, <laughs> at least forty people. At least forty people in the United okay, States. Just, no. All right, there is a lot of Ultraman fans in the United States. Believe me. Okay, yes. just check. Not as much as in Japan, I'm okay. sure, but but a, okay. but a lot. Um, however many years ago, it's probably been maybe about five years ago now. There was a theatrical movie called Shin Godzilla. Oh, and that that was the same sort of thing. They completely reimagined mm-hmm. Godzilla. It's kind of started it all over again, and it was way more realistic. Um, the whole thing about that, and I love the the setup was, is that it was more about the Japanese government's response to Godzilla ah. attacking Tokyo than than Godzilla attacking Tokyo. Okay. And it was really kind of fun because it was supposed to be a play on the that. Um, uh, a few years back before that, there was the big tsunami, mm-hmm. and it, like, totally right. was really bad, like, wrecked things yeah. and everything. And the, I guess the government's response was so slow to it, because when you see from the movie, they have to talk everything out. There's all these oh, departments man. that have to cover with other departments, and they, it's all the protocols and right. everything. And so here Godzilla's wrecking the city, and they're still arguing about should we do this and should we do that. And it's like, yeah, I think you should get out there and stop Godzilla from wrecking wow. the city. You know, Should we talk to the United States? Well, they might want to take over the whole operation. So they have to pass that through how many different levels oh and gosh, everything. Really? The prime minister is like almost a joke, according to the movie, that he can barely do anything because <laughs> he has to have the approvals of these people, oh, this, this people, this people, like this I people. I like this movie. Yeah, you should totally see this movie. It's great. And the Godzilla part is really good, too, and, yeah. and really like serious. Like It re- totally like destructs. And so same director made now made Shin Ultraman. And it's the sort of that same thing where it's more like the governmental reaction to giant monsters are here. And then suddenly there's this silvery giant alien who comes down and starts fighting the giant monsters. And then he poses as a human who is in the middle of the governmental group that's addressing the giant monsters thing. Ah, all right, hold that thought. Yeah. We'll be right back. Hang on. All right, we're back for segment two of Comic Chaos. We're right in the middle of uh, hearing about Shin Ultraman. I was surprised that there were so many people talking about it on Facebook, so obviously yeah. it's more than 40 people. Is it just <laughs> is it people like your age who watched it when they were kids, or have, pe- have kids continued to kind of glom onto it since it's been on TV all this time? In is J- anybody in the United States... In Japan, it's definitely still everybody. Okay. You know, here in the United States, I I don't know how many young people are watching it, even though it's essentially a kid's show. But is it on someplace? Does somebody carry it that you're um, aware of? You know what? The the newest ones, I don't think so. The like the ones that's that are that are showing right now new episodes in Japan, I don't Mm -hmm. think we're that far. But there's a company called Mill Creek. 
that has released multiple sh- series of it on on Blu-ray and DVD. Oh, okay. okay. And that's what I've been watching. Oh, all right. I started with the I 66 say, show. Yeah, you started way in the back. The yeah. only one that that was ever brought before all that, the only one that was ever brought to the United States was the 66 one and I watched mm-hmm. that as a kid. Uh it was dubbed and and I that was my last book was about that Rising Sun reruns. Oh, yeah, is, that's right. Is yeah. about us watching that as a kid. Um but after that, they they didn't really do any more like where they dubbed the the whole show and then showed it on American television. Um, but but I know it's it's a lot of people my age, but it'll be younger people too because they've been following the ones that are more recent mm-hmm. in the last let's but say you 10, said 15 this years. This thing's only was in the only for two days in the United yeah, States. Yeah, and that was the same thing with Shin Godzilla. Um, uh, this uh, I I don't. It was a Fathom event. You know what those oh, are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, they arranged to right. to show it. And it was nice because before the movie, there was a, like a trivia thing about Ultraman up on the screen. Mm-hmm. And then they had a little interview with the director before oh, go, cool. and then going into the movie. And that's what Fathom Events usually does is that they have this extra little yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've never been to one yet. Yeah. I keep seeing stuff this that looks interesting. This is only the second one I've ever done. A, a couple of years ago, I went to the 35th anniversary showing of, of Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. And they had a couple special little bits before mm-hmm. the movie. Then it goes into the movie. Um, so there's no way that I can see this thing then. No, it was just those two nights. I really love this. You had your choice. Wednesday night was uh, original Japanese with uh, with English subtitles. Ooh. Thursday night was um, uh, English dubbing. I ch- I, I would have gone to both. I think I almost <laughs> went to both. I went to I went to the subtitle you know? one because things have changed. Obviously, dubbing was all we had back when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. That's all we had. All the Godzilla movies, and it, it was, you know, bad dubbing. Oh gosh, <laughs> for the yeah. most part, it's gotten better. But uh, but now that I've been getting all those discs and watching it, I choose to. I want to see it as much like the original Japanese as possible. Mm-hmm. But I want to be able to understand what's right. going on. So yeah. I have the with the subtitles. I wanted to see this in the original Japanese. I loved it so much that I almost went back. The next night to see it in this because everybody that would have been cool. Everybody that I know who went and saw the dubbing one said that they really did a good job with the dubbing. That nowadays oh, they sure try lot, yeah. to really match it up mm-hmm. as much as possible. Back then they used to what they used to do is the Japanese studios would sell the rights to a, uh, an American studio who would take the movie and usually chop it up mm-hmm. and even change parts of it to 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 oh. because they're thinking more about North American audiences and then the dubbing oh, sure. they would actually change dialogue sometimes uh to fit the new cutting of it mm-hmm. so now there's li- of those classic Godzilla movies there's literally the Japanese version and the American version, which is, tends to be fairly different in some cases, oh. where sometimes, well, you know, the original Godzilla movie, they filmed all these scenes with Raymond Burr, yeah, and he and they cut out a bunch of things and then stuck in Raymond Burr, <laughs> where he's walking through all the scenes of the mm-hmm. original Japanese movie, but it's funny because he's the you know all knowing. American now, you know, right. and and observing all these things that are happening to the Japanese, you know, characters. I'll have to go and see if I can <laughs> check that one out. That sounds kind of interesting. Now, other than the, and we mentioned early on in the first segment, other than the Ant Man uh, trailer, yeah, that's the only thing that's dropped. And I I watched it, and it looks okay. Mm-hmm. It looks like now that they've figured out how to do all this stretching of worlds and worlds spinning upside down and mm-hmm. folding over each other and all <laughs> yeah. this stuff. Like all the Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, now they're going to figure out, well, look, we can do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And that and, looks like this This trailer finally got me more on board. I mean, I was always really? going to go see it, but I didn't care much for the first trailer. It wasn't really grabbing me. I didn't. I wasn't seeing much more than maybe all the other Marvel movies. Like it just yeah. didn't wasn't doing it for me. This one finally did because it finally was more about Kang, the bad mm-hmm. guy, and and 
now I'm I'm more excited to go and see it. It's funny they took a series within the larger series. They they took the Ant Man series, which there was two movies about. Basically, like the first one was like a heist mm-hmm. movie, and the second one was it was pretty down to earth stuff. Now suddenly these characters are in the middle of of the beginning of the big thing that's going on across all the Marvel movies, the mm. the, multiversal the multiverse war yeah. or whatever. Before I forget, this week at the comic shop, they did another facsimile edition of a comic book that started the whole multiverse thing in really? comics. Yeah, oh. it was the issue of Flash from the early '60s, called, and the story is called "The Flash of Two Worlds," and it's legendary among comic book fans because it started the idea of there's another earth that the flash discovers there's a parallel earth in another universe that that's at a different vibrational plane than ours now that you mention that did you get that (laughs) no i don't have that one Uh but oh now (laughs) now i'm not going to remember which one but in one of these that i bought yeah it uh and these are all dcs yeah and one of these that I bought, there are two planets yeah. that Superman well, is operating well, on. There's, and the, it might be the Justice League, actually. It's probably the Justice League. Um, there's Earth 2. Yes. So our Earth, with all the superheroes that we like and know, is Earth 1. Mm-hmm. They the Flash discovers there's a thing called Earth Two. He always, as a kid, that character Barry Allen loved Flash comic books, but it was a a, a superhero that was only in comic books called the Flash, and those comics were from the forties. Okay, so he goes to this Earth Two and meets that Flash. He finds out is a real person on that Earth. So in his own universe, the guy, the guy is just a character in a comic book. Right. Yeah. So, so who what it, had this first? Then DC. DC. Or, okay. Because I'm going to yeah. say because according to this, um, Wait, just, let me see Justice, the cover of this Justice League of America. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They're, Old they're, faithful readers will recall that there are two Earths, two Earths separated by a dark zone barrier, mm-hmm. existing simultaneously and nearly identical. Maybe they'll clue in the new faithful readers editor. <laughs> I love it. So, so that was the beginning. Then they then they couldn't stop there. Then they made Earth Three, where there ah. were no superheroes and everybody with superpowers was a bad guy. Now who's this? Marvel's doing this. This is DC. DC? Okay. And then the Earth Four, and then they had Earth A ah. and Earth B and Earth C, and it, it kind of went from there. Uh, Marvel eventually got to that point where there were, you know, there were always other dimensions, but they weren't right on duplicate Earth. Mm-hmm. Then Marvel started doing that, and that, nowadays the the Marvel universe we all know and follow is Earth is Mar is Universe Six One Six. They've actually adopted okay. this now in in the movies. All the other universes have their own numbers, but the the mm. main one is Six One Six for some reason. So the other thing I noticed in going through uh, some of these recent purchases yeah. is how much, and we'll get into this in the third and fourth segment. That the because I got all DC stuff, well except for Hulk. Um, how much is going on in these that you have always talked about being in Marvel? The oh. little letters from people, yeah. the little com- like the comment I just read. Hey, yeah. you other readers, mm-hmm. you know, may not know this yet, but hopefully our old time readers will let you know. Right, all that kind of stuff. Right, right, uh, and just the artwork where some of the pages have panels that are right in the center. Yeah, that are at an angle where somebody is jumping out at something. Everything you're seeing, because I know the roughly the years of the back issues that you bought. Everything mm-hmm. you're seeing in these D. DC Comics is a reaction to Marvel. Because this one, the Justice League, the one I'm holding in my hand right now, is 69. Yeah. DC, by the um, Marvel, Marvel started in earnest in the early 60s. Okay. By the mid-60s, they were going strong, and DC started to get worried. That's what I was wondering. DC was considered... Um, very here let's put it this way if we want if we want to get it down to political terminology dc was very right wing mm. 
Marvel is very left leaning. Okay. All right. We'll uh, talk a little bit more about this in a minute. Hang on. All right. We're back for uh, segment three. We're talking about Marvel and uh, DC and who was copying who. I went to our local comic book store, Monarch, because he's having a big sale right now. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what I did. Okay. <laughs> I bought more also, by the way. I went did back, you? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to. <laughs> but here's what I did. Uh -huh. After I picked up the first couple, I thought, what am I doing? I'm paying <laughs> like three bucks. So I got this Hawkeye. Uh -huh. All right. And I realized it was 60 cents. Yeah. So in my head, I'm going, oh, that's got to be like 70s, 80s or something. That's 1983. Yeah. But it also says You're that graduated it's, from high school. It says it's volume one. Yeah. Number one of Hawkeye. Yeah. Is that right? That's when Hawkeye that started? A, look, see what it says up at the top? It's a limited series or otherwise uh, known as a mini series. Okay. It has a beginning and an end. Okay. Yeah. So then I realized I'm, I'm going to start buying... The ones that were twelve cents, yeah, because they go back at least a little bit closer. I couldn't find any that yeah, were that were um, out like when I was reading comics. Even the twelve cent one is uh, nineteen sixty nine for this Justice League. Yeah, so I was uh, I was graduating high school. I was not reading comic books. When then. my dad started buying me comics, I think they had just turned twenty cents. Okay. And then they very quickly after that went to twenty five, and and then after that all bets were off. I and get it that. Just, yeah, it it exploded from from there on. Because I have two more twelve yeah. cent ones. This Superboy. Yeah, they were ten cents forever in a day. Exactly. And they were twelve cents for a while too. And then I think they went to fifteen. And the, and then the, and then like I said, then then they they realized that they could get more and more oh, and yeah. more. I and mean, they they always tried to what, what how much is that? Thirty five cents. Yeah, yeah. And I love it because if one company went up, the other one, whatever they were still at, they would always put on the cover still thirty cents, <laughs> so that you would know that Marvel was you know of looking out for you, the yeah. discerning reader. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> So and, and they anyhow. would always sometimes they would have an editorial that it said, "Can we wrap for a moment?" Yeah. <laughs> and they would always go paper costs. It's always always paper costs. Uh, of course it is. Yeah, but we're going to give you value for that extra uh, dime or that extra five cents that we're asking for well, you. Yeah, we're going to uh, DC tried to do that. You get a new story and a reprint. You know, and that went on oh. for a little while until people kind of pushed back on the reprints. And, and that was when I came in, when reprints were huge. And yeah. I'm glad for it because, said it many times, I learned all of my comic book history from those reprints. Yeah, you learned all your backstory yeah. and stuff. And I really enjoyed reading uh, every one of these. I sat down. That's and, a good uh, one. I actually own that one. Evening, that one. I went yeah. to this Justice League one. Yeah. Hawkman has been turned to the salt. salt. And the world's greatest superheroes are responsible. Well, yeah, uh, yeah actually, that was they when Hawkgirl was not a member of the Justice uh, League. Mm. You know what I really enjoy, though? That's a Joe Kubert cover. The ads. Yeah, I know you do. Three it, blockbuster comics. Yeah. GI Combat, Sergeant Rock, Enemy Ace. Every one <laughs> yep. of them has Nazis on it. Yep. <laughs> so you, I here's the home, here's your homework. You got to get that facsimile flash that just came out okay it's the the story is called the flash of two worlds and it has the golden age flash jay garrick and the silver age modern flash barry allen right. and that's the very first story of earth 2 it's always kind of funny and they used to joke about it many years later that the earth that would have been there or that was older the 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 heroes all started in the world war ii era mm -hmm. They had to be called Earth Two when technically they were there first. Yeah, and and then the and then the 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 people who came later were called Earth One. <laughs> now the other ad that's in this one uh, reminded me of Archie. In fact, it looks like the same artist to me. Let me let me see it. I'll show you in a second. Okay. Leave it to Binky. Yeah, yeah, Debbie's yeah. dates. Yeah, that it um, and swing with scooter. They, I tell you, it's is that it's, the same guy. I think it is, or they were emulating the, uh, that. But I'm pretty sure that, that that's not emulation. That's that's downright. That, I'm trying copying. to think of that guy's name. It's is it Dan DiCarlo? It might be Dan DiCarlo. Um, I um, but yeah, and then um, that leave it to Binky is. I know that's a different artist, but those other ones, the Debbie one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, Marvel had a 
a series called Chili. C H I L I. It was a girl named Chili. Okay. And that was that same artist. Or you would look at it and you would swear it was a, an Archie. It looked comic. just like Archie. Yeah, because yeah. it was a, it was the same guy. Or see, Archie though had a house style, just the same way all of the Harvey comics did. Yeah, they but had, where was who was doing Archie? Like the company? Yeah, it, Archie. That's the name of the company. So it wasn't DC. It wasn't Marvel. No, it was they started oh. as a company called MLJ, which is the three people involved with starting at the initial of each one of them. But they decided, and they had done Archie since the forties. Okay. At one point, then they the company just became Archie Comics, and to this day, it's called Archie Comics. Oh. They've always read it. And I'll tell you something. Nobody pays attention to it, but Archie Comics, at points in time, outsold all the superhero stuff. Seriously. They probably still – you know why that was? Because Archie Comics was the last company to to still be found in checkout lanes at grocery stores, newsstands, and stuff like that, where everybody else stopped. If I'm not mistaken, you could still go into Meyer maybe and whatever, and you're still going to see Archie Digest. The, the, oh, you're right. Yeah, my I wife. I do see them. I never even thought of that. Still buying them, you know, into the 2000s. Yeah. You know, oh, I yeah. really liked Archie. Yeah. Comics. Now you won't get the full size comics right. like that anymore, but the Digest. Ones, you're right. The Digest yep, was always in yep, there. They're the last bastion of that. Wow. Of that, um, uh, still in the mainstream, mm-hmm. you know, like. Well, that's and the funny cool. thing is, is, you won't really see them at comic shops because the people who go in comic shops don't right. generally want Archie comics. Right, right. If they're there, it's because the proprietors are special ordering them. I, there's okay. a, one or two guys at at Monarch that Ed still orders them different Archie mm-hmm. comics. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Now the other thing that I really like, and I've mentioned this before, the ads. But this ad, I almost sent away for this. <laughs> Don't you wish you still could? A Polaris nuclear sub. Yep. Over seven feet long, big yep. enough for two kids. Yep. You could put two kids in this thing. Yep. And it was only $6.98. Yep. I have seen photos online of what it looked like when it arrived. Oh, good. I want to see those. It's cardboard. <laughs> it's, no, no, it is not. It is 200-pound test Fiberboard sturdily constructed. Okay, it's like glorified cardboard, but you do yes. that. You look at, you go and look that up. Um, there's a really good book that's called, damn, it's called Mail Order Something or whatever. My, my wife had the book. It's the greatest book because it goes through all of the things that you could ever oh, order man. out of magazines the and X-ray comic books. Specs and, everything. and then it shows you. What it what, what it you was, and it tells the stories behind all of them. It oh, is the man. best book. You have got to get a copy of this book because you're like the prime audience. Yes, I really that. want to see those. There, there's one, and you probably have seen it. There's an ad for um, learning martial arts. Yes, and it's a guy with like a big afro. And he's yeah. got like a black I've um, seen that whatever one. those a key or a key. G or whatever those yeah. outfits are called. It. It it he's actually in that book and it explains who he was and and oh, what he sweet. did and everything and and I I love that book I'll have to come up with the name of it for you because it's okay. it's a fantastic book. There's a lot of models um, yeah, in yeah. these also yeah. not models like women models but models that you would make. Yeah, yeah. The one that caught my eye was uh, December 1968 moonwalk. America's space program is rapidly mm-hmm. closing in on the big adventure, the walk on the moon. So it hasn't happened yet. You can follow it with Ravel's new American space program collector set. Isn't that wonderful? They had a model of the month that you could get. That was, that was in the Superman. Now, this Superboy story troubled me because uh, this <laughs> did it. Well, here's I, why. I, I'm troubled that the comic book story would trouble you. When I watch movies... I notice the continuity mistakes. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And in this particular Superboy story where supposedly he is blind. Yeah. uh, Well, he's not blind, but he can't use his powers. He has no control over them because an old fisherman uh, that he was saving had created some kind of special thing and he slapped (laughs) an insignia right on Superboy's insignia. And Superboy... (laughs) 
Didn't even notice. Uh-huh. Okay, so then he calls the super dog. All right. Crypto. Crypto. And Crypto yeah. comes, and he's all over Superboy. But for some reason, he doesn't notice either until they're way out in space. And then the dog sniffs him and goes, <laughs> and they notice that, oh, there's something there mm-hmm. that is holding back his powers. And then the guy who supposedly is wearing a fake beard, uh-huh. all right, as a masquerade, even though Superboy has no powers anymore, he continues after taking the beard off. He puts the beard back on mm-hmm. just to be on his property. And I'm thinking, no, you, who would do that? Here's, no one. Fred, here's what it comes down to. You are not meant to be reading these stories. At this age? You, it's supposed to be a 10-year-old, 11-year-old kid in 1969 uh, reading those stories. All right, all right. All but right. You, it's funny. If you read the letters pages, you will see people, kids who wrote in going, I've noticed a mistake in oh, your really? comic oh, book. Oh, really? Oh, good, good. And then, and then you, it's funny, DC had this a lot. You'd get a snarky response sometime. Marvel wasn't like that. Marvel was like, hey, true believer, thanks for pointing that out. And, you know, we'll try to do better in the future, you know. And, and, <laughs> but DC would have real snarky, you know, comments I'm like, I'm glad you like, said that. Like, well, somebody's paying too much attention to a, a comic book when they really should be doing their homework or something, you know, something like that. Dear Editor. Here. Mail Order Mysteries is right. the name of the book. Dear Editor, how could you do such a thing? Yeah. In number 151, you stated that the 3D X-laser photos, when made solid, were composed largely of lead. In that case, how could the kryptonite kid mm-hmm. project kryptonite when his body was also composed of it? Otherwise, the issue was great. Yeah. Oh, that was from Nancy. Oh, Nancy. That's not Nancy. That's Karen from Ephrata, Pennsylvania. The answer from the editor. The kid was full of radiation. We intended to have him exude it through the pores of his fingers. <laughs> In other words, shut up. <laughs> That kid has, he or she has too much time on their hands. That way, oh, I love man. it. That's the that's a great example. You found one where somebody wrote I, in. And, I knew if I just now, looked, I would. Stan yeah. did a really interesting thing. Stan Lee had a thing called the No Prize, oh. where he encouraged readers to write in and point out mistakes, but they couldn't just point out a mistake. He said, you point out a mistake then you come up with an explanation as to why it's not a mistake. Oh. And if you did, you would get a no prize. Oh, that's kind of cool. Was, which was an, an envelope from Marvel yeah. that there's nothing inside of it because it's no prize. Got it. But it was, a, it was, you know, that was the greatest status in the world. Oh, and you got yeah. a no prize, yeah. you know, from... But, but I love that. And, the, like, they would go... Well, blah, 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 am I eligible for the no prize? And he'd say, well, no, true believer, because you didn't offer an explanation as to why that, you know, could be or whatever. You All you did was point out the mistake, mm. you know, and they'd, they'd tell people that. Well, that's kind of cool. I now, love I letters pages. In, in one of these, and I forget which one it is, probably one of the later ones, mm. um, they were already hawking old copies. Yeah. Um, oh, like, well, actually. Definitely yeah. in 83 Marvel, they'll Marvel Supermart. Yeah. Where you could get old copies of all of these. Yeah. Spread the good news, share your luck with lots of friends. Yep. Comic book sale, Mile High Comics in Boulder, Colorado. I'm going to look them Mile up. Mile High is still is the is, it? is still around, yeah. Yeah. It's, and so you could still, get uh, yeah. Red Sonia for a buck. Yeah. The Mile High yeah. collection is still, you know, like the gold standard for really? for vintage you know, books. That's kind of yeah. cool. Boulder, Rose, Denver, Chuck Denver, Rosansky, Colorado Springs. Yep. Well, the next time I go to Colorado Springs, I'm going to have to yeah, stop there. Yeah, you'd be you'd be amazed if you walked into that place because it would be like a just this giant warehouse with full of comic books. Oh, that's kind of cool. All right, hang hold that thought. We'll be back for a segment four in just a. All right, we're back. Jim Beard, Fred Lefevre. So my favorite one that I found, and I thought I snagged something special, but now I find everybody and his brother has it. <laughs> The Incredible Hulk uh, at bay, including mm-hmm. a record of 45 from Power Records. Yeah. I paid six bucks for this. It was $1.49 to begin with back yeah. in the day. And does it have the record in it? Oh, gosh, yeah. Is it all scratched up? N- didn't look like it. Oh. No. Good for you. It didn't look scratched up at all. And then I find out that 
you not only had it originally, but you still have it. And then, well, I don't have my original one. I, oh. I have one that I got later on. And then Don Zeller's a friend of mine, said, oh, yeah, I got that one. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little, there's a couple of scratches on it, uh, but, uh, but I could yeah. probably play this. Yeah. So what, was this oh. like the first audio book or well, yeah, what I did guess, it I sound guess. like? I'm really curious because I don't want to play it. It's, it's, that's a magical thing that you have there. That's my, uh, that's. A magical part of my childhood where we used to get these, and they had DC ones and they had Marvel ones. They did. Uh, I had a, I have a GI Joe. I had a GI Joe one, and that was a big deal. It was so book and record. What year book would and this record. have been? They were made by Peter Pan, and then Power uh, did those. Um, I had those no in year the, on. This I had those anywhere. in the early to mid seventies. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what it is is the story would have been from. A, an actual comic book, right? But I think they they maybe edited it a little bit so that they could get it down into a because it's a forty five that you get. Yeah, two sided. You put the forty five on your record player and start to play it, and then you would follow along. And what it is is it's acted out. Okay, because it says they have voice actors. It's fun and, to read yeah. as you hear. Yeah. So I wasn't sure it would, if it was you know, something you get would to just the end of the page and, and it would to. go boom. And you'd turn the page, you know. Okay. So you knew when to turn oh, wow. the page. And oh my God, I love them. I, geez, I had both DC and Marvel ones. I, the one that I played over and over again was a Fantastic Four one, but I had that one. I had a Spider Man one, Superman, Batman. I had a Planet of the Apes one. I had Escape from the Planet of the Apes that they dramatized. What amazes it. me is that there's that some of these are still out there. Yeah. Available for sale because if yeah. I was a kid, mm-hmm. I'd probably listen to it a couple times, and this thing would have been lost. <laughs> you know, seriously, like after my after my first, you know, after really? I got married, all those comic books oh, would I be see what gone. You know, okay. I thought you meant to, as a kid. No, you move lost away it. to college, yeah, it would have been sure. lost. You know, move the sure. second time into my own house, it would have sure. been gone. You know, sure. all of those kind of. I things. often wonder about how that stuff like that happens, and what it. Part of it is is that there would have been a lot of stock that would have never have sold, mm. maybe got remindered, maybe was found in a warehouse or something like that, okay. and they're still floating around. But other than that, no, it would have been um, the same thing that happened to me. I turned 14, and my mother took a, just about every toy and puzzle and game that I ever had, and they went to the Goodwill. And some kids somewhere got one hell of a lot of cool stuff because it was yeah. all. And I'm 14, and it's like, oh, I didn't think I could argue at that point. Like, oh, I guess I'm kind of like 14, and yeah. you know, but not my comic books. Thank, thank goodness. Why those records got away from me, I don't really know. And since then, I've gotten the GI Joe ones back. Mm-hmm. I'm just remembered there were Star Trek ones uh, also. Um, but, um, those are so fun, but that was like, there would be nothing like that today. Oh, no. Yeah. And I, and I want to, I want to play it. And I know people who have yeah. still I think record just to players. Hear, hear that would, you know. I'll tell you what, um, I had some ones from the 60s, which didn't have a comic book, but they were Batman records that every each, oh, it, wow. was, it was 45s and each side had a song about Batman that was original to that 45. <laughs> and there was one, there was one for Batman, one for Robin, one for the Batmobile, one for the Joker and the Penguin. I loved them. Wow. Um, those you can f- sometimes find on YouTube where somebody has recorded it and then put it up on, or on some site somewhere somebody may have done that with those have. if you, you obviously you don't have a record player anymore i assume no not that would play 45 okay not that well yeah. you'd have to get one of those adapters i know what they are <laughs> no i don't have a record player at okay. all anymore but i know people that uh, that still do somehow uh, because it's really fun that that the voices that they do for those that's what that's yeah. what really intrigues uh-huh. me i want to hear how they did that. And, That's and it's why I asked, one, was it like an audio book it, or was it just like an overview no, while you, you were you know reading? what it's like? It would be like a radio drama. It's not one Sound person. Sound effects and everything? Yes. It's not, ah. it's not one person sitting there and reading the, the whole okay. thing, which would be kind of dull, So it I is think. more like a radio play. They have, you know, women doing the women's voices and men doing the men's voices. And, and you know, I mean, if it's the Hulk that he, you know, mm-hmm. talking like that and- 
and then bang, you know, for for hitting oh, people, good. whatever. Yeah, I don't remember if there's music though. It's been too long since I've listened to one of those. There might be some intro and outro music, mm-hmm. but but other than that, so fun. The other thing in this one, mm-hmm. in the Hulk, I don't know how much you remember this one. What is that character's name? The Abomination. He yeah. was he was just in She Hulk. Remember in She-Hulk? That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, so this is the same abomination? Same guy. Okay. Abomination. Yeah, the abomination. Okay. Yep. Because yep. it didn't look like that. He kind of does now. He kind of does. That's why I was, that's why I was yeah, questioning Yeah, no, him. he's got the ear things going on. Yeah, it's 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 pretty. It's in the ballpark. The, the, the guy that he turns back into would be kind of different from that. Mm-hmm. They have him a little more humorous in the, yeah, in because, the TV shows well, and yeah, movies. Yeah, in the comic book, yeah. he never turns back into so anything. So he was he in the he was in the Hulk this. movie back in the day. Mm-hmm. The, the second Marvel Studios movie was the Hulk, okay. and the Abomination first appeared in there, and then he he's come back now to be in a couple different things. He was in Shang Chi. And he was in She-Hulk. Might have been in one other one. I can't. Okay. Think of. Yeah, because that's that's what threw yeah. me off. I thought did, that's is, cool that you did got they just that, happened though. to bring him back up all of a sudden, or you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been in and out of the comics over the years. You know, he's considered one of the Hulk's main opponents. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of the and, main. And the difference in how this Hulk is written as opposed to the other Hulks that I have bought already. Yeah, because like, uh, that know, the, changes uh, too over the time. The retelling ones where he first turns into the yeah, Hulk. Yeah, this is at the point Very where he's different. he's you know Hulk not happy. Yes, you know Hulk smash. You mm-hmm. know that's that's how he is at that, this point. Exactly, and that's yeah. what, and I noticed that. 70s, and he has a different yeah. friend. He has an African American. Oh, friend Jim in this Wilson. One. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have a a a a a. Oh my, Rick Jones. Yeah. No, he is Jim Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, because this was that was the seventies. He had to have a black friend. Okay, that's what I that's what I was wondering. <laughs> yes. That's what I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that so? They just put him yeah. in there because of the times. And the I'm times to they are where, changing. Where Jim Wilson is today, he might be the character might be dead. I think he died. Mm-hmm. Of, like he might have died of cancer or something. I, yeah, so. I he never became my... anybody no, else. No, like... I don't think he ever got any powers. Okay. Rick, Rick had gotten powers, and yeah, Rick became a version of uh, like the Hulk and the Abomination, and went around as a bomb, like Abomination. But oh. Rick was a bomb, and he was blue skinned. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they have still yet to bring Rick Jones into the Marvel Universe and the movies, and they have not done Jim Wilson yet either. No, so that, I didn't hoping. think so. So do you have all of these? You got this Hawkeye? I think I have that yeah, one. That makes sense. I, have, action, I only bought this action yes, comics is because you always talk about action comics. That's the Supermobile story. Yes. that's That goes on for several issues. That's oh, a wonderful does? story. Superman loses his powers. I really powers. enjoyed it. Uh, he and Lois are, are go to the fortress, but he's got to fight Amazo, the yeah. the super robot. So he uses the supermobile, which like like duplicates <laughs> Just, all his powers. It cracked me up. The supermobile was a toy that they made, like a little Hot Wheels-sized toy that they made and i don't know if it was like dc agreed to somehow fit that into the comics or how that all worked out but it's actually a really good story because superman is stuck if he would come out of the supermobile he'd just be a regular guy and amazo would kill him yeah you know that's a great that kind of cracked me up love that art yeah the uh, and the artwork in this one is really cool too i think that's still kurt swan at that point and the uh and the uh commercial ad for Wonder Woman is absolutely amazing because... Oh, is it the, for the TV show? Uh, n- no. Oh. Uh, it's for Twinkies. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. At yeah, the that's end, the at hostess the, ads. At yes. the end of it, yeah. at the end of it, hey, kids, mm-hmm. let's have a Twinkie. There's an entire <laughs> website that has every single... It's like the archive for every single hostess superhero ad. So Those oh, were, there were a bunch of them. Marvel then? and DC had ah. them, and mostly they're for Hostess fruit pies. Although there is some for Twinkies. Okay, but they're original one-page like yeah, stories. Yeah, it's a little story. She the saved some kids from a speeding locomotive. There's the goofiest damn thing because they're 
your hawking hostess fruit pies yeah. and Twinkies. Yeah, yeah it didn't. It yeah, made no a, sense to me. There's a lot of parodies of those in more recent years that, uh, 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 like, comics that are more serious have had parodies yeah. of those where maybe it wasn't so nice of what was going Now, one thing that threw me off. I don't have that. I'm going to toss this one to okay. you. Or you can have that if you want it. I don't, I'm not saving these. I just read them. Okay. Is the artwork of Mon Pa Kent yeah. on there. Yeah. And I know it's Superboy, yeah. but it doesn't look like Mon Pa Kent okay. at all. At this point in the saga... Ma and Pa Kent de-aged. Yeah, that's in what the, I'm thinking. In the, in, this is from 69, I think it's it? probably around 69. Yeah, 69. Yeah. So in the 50s and 60s, Ma and Pa Kent looked like older people. They right. could They look more like they could be Clark's grandparents. Exactly. I think that they thought that that couldn't keep going like that, so there was a mm. story at some point where they—, they I don't remember what it was. They but they explained it. Yeah. They oh, yeah. It was a story where okay. they they uh, dunk themselves in a f- f- fountain of youth, kind of a thing, or mm. they drink some kind of formula, potion, whatever it was, and they de-aged to where they had color in That's their hair and they wondering. didn't have to wear glasses. Okay. And the, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. I didn't know if it was just a function of okay, enough years has passed, and we're just going to throw these two young people in there. They look like then their forties, and nobody will ever notice. No. This actually has the statement of ownership in it. Yeah, people, I noticed that. Comics historian love these issues that they really? do this because it has circulation numbers. It has pr- how many were printed, how oh. many were circulated, blah, 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 blah. This is huge oh, well, stuff Well, you can right have that here. copy then. Look at this. 892,000 copies printed there would be no comic on earth today where that many would be printed. You'd say. be lucky if there was 100,000 printed today. That's Man. the difference oh. in comics. All right, that ought to do it. He got what he came in for. <laughs> I'm rid of one comic. I got what I came in for. And hopefully you got some good stories to share with your friends and neighbors on this edition of Comic Chaos. We'll be back again next week. Apparently I have homework. I have to go to the Monarch Comics And pick up some purchases. And I always, always spend too much, but Ed never stops me. Thanks for listening. We're live on every week and on iHeartRadio. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.